Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 146. And today, Aaron and I will be uh, handing out our playoff awards. So the uh, first annual Fast Break Playoff Awards show is today. We're going to be going over best series, uh, most disappointing player, and then mostly MVP, most improved, six man, etc. So uh, I guess, Aaron, let's start with what's the uh, the best series for you? Uh, so I'll go over my candidates first. I have Sixers, Hawks, Bucks, Nets, and Clippers, Mavs. I think Bucks, Nets. I think I kind of took out of the running just because it had an element of disappointment. I mean, the Bucks got completely blown out in games one and two. Then the Nets lose their players, and all of a sudden it's close, purely due to injuries. So I thought that even though that one went to seven, I couldn't really count it as. Uh, my best series. 76ers Hawks was a kind of uh, unexpected one, you could say. I don't think many people expected that one to go to seven, but just Trey Young, like silencing the crowd and all of that, like it was just uh, so fun to watch. But again, it was more of the Sixers collapsing that was the story. Uh, they kind of fell apart in the last two games. So my winner is actually Clippers Mavs. This is the series where every single game was won. Uh, away other than the last game and the Clippers came back from 2-0 I think they also came back from 3-2 so obviously just a really crazy comeback that you never really see and really exciting first round series even though it wasn't the first round I think this was my uh, favorite series yeah if I had to go with Bucks Nets uh, Clips Mavs and was my second and uh, Hawks Sixers was my third but uh Game seven of Bucks, and that's one of the best basketball games I've ever watched. Um, NBA, college, whatever. It was just very intriguing. Couldn't stop watching. Uh, so, so much story, so much story on it. Uh, if the Bucks lost, Budenholzer was probably going to get fired. Uh, Giannis needed to win that game, and the the fall of a super team, even though they were injured. So it was, it was a just that was the best series for me. Uh, I guess the best game seven and the most intriguing series because of that. Best overall series, though, was probably Hawks Sixers, um, but I enjoyed the I enjoyed Clips Math as well. But I had to go Bucks Nets. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said about Bud. Like he might have gone fired if he didn't win the Nets series, just because they won that series. I don't know if that means he's a good coach. Like, yeah, they won, but like year after year, just disappointing. Does not can't make adjustments. Like, I don't know, just because they won. It, that series means he's a good coach. It'll be crazy if he ends up winning the finals or just makes the series close. Just all his disappointments, games away from getting fired, and yet still uh, brings his team to a title. Don't think they can really fire him now, but just the uh, insane kind of path that he took. Yeah, I completely agree. And I don't think it's his fault if they lose this year. They're not the best team this year. Uh, definitely they, they should have won – at least one of the last two years. Um, but from a narrative standpoint, I guess you probably had to make a change if you lose in that fashion three straight years. Um, but I guess we'll move on now to most disappointing player. I've got two. I'll let you go first, though. Um, I have three candidates. I have Kristaps Porzingis, Julius Randle, and CJ McCollum. And, uh, and I guess I should include uh, Ben Simmons in there as well. I assume he may be one of your candidates. But I'm actually going to go – well, I, 
I'll need to have my candidates, and then I just let myself decide on the spot. I, I can't go CJ McCollum because I'm not sure how much people were expecting of him. He just kind of failed. Kristaps Porzingis, people were making fun of him the whole year, uh, and he just uh, was not able to exceed people's standards. I don't know how disappointing – I mean, he was disappointing. I'm actually going to go with Julius Randle. Uh, ben Simmons is probably my runner-up. But Julius Randle, just coming off most improved, uh, leading his team to this crazy run, uh, and then he just was not able to even have one good game the entire series. Just kind of deflated all of a sudden coming to the playoffs. And I was expecting big things. I mean, all-star, second-team All-NBA, and he, he can't even uh, pull together one good performance. So I, I was really disappointed by him. Obviously, Ben Simmons also really disappointing. Christoph Brzingis, too. But uh, my, my winner here is uh, Julius Randle. Yeah, you know, I didn't really I, – I thought Julius Randle played well all year, but I didn't think he was worthy of uh, All-NBA second team. I thought that he was slightly overrated. I didn't expect that much out of him. Obviously, he underperformed. It was a little underwhelming. But um, Chris Desperzingas for me was a close second place, or I guess third place since I have two winners. Um, I've got Ben Simmons, obviously, because I actually was starting to warm up to him towards the end of the regular season, um, limiting my hate. But then it was uh, all renewed after that playoff run, taking a total of four shots. Um, in the fourth quarter during a seven game series. Um, he can't, he's got so many holes in his game offensively, it seems that he is very one dimensional and guardable. Um, and then, so this might be surprising to you. My other most disappointing player uh, was LeBron James. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big LeBron fan. Oh. And, uh, you know, I didn't, this team without Davis, the full other Davis, they weren't going to win a title. Um, but to see LeBron, who is at uh, times been my basketball hero, to see him kind of just go down without a fight for the first time in his career. I mean, he's had a lot worse teams that he's dragged to the NBA Finals, and for them to not get out of the first round or at least go to Game 7, lose multiple games at home, uh, that was quite disappointing for me. I thought I thought we were going to see a superstar LeBron again back from like 2014-15 after they got a 2-1, and then he – I mean, he was good. He's, he was still LeBron James, but he wasn't Superman LeBron James like we've seen in the playoffs in years past. Yeah, I think a lot of people chalked up that series to, oh, Anthony Davis was hurt. But you're right. Uh, LeBron really wasn't that great. He had another one of those feel-out game ones, as he often does. People are like, oh, he's bounced back. This is a, a Lakers in five. But they were not able to do that. I mean, they lost in six. So disappointing uh, by LeBron, for sure. I mean, his first uh, first ever first-round loss. I think this uh, obviously means that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time, so uh, that, that debate is finalized. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, they weren't the better team in that series, and they weren't the best team to begin with, but um, I think he didn't get as much of the blame as he should have. They, we, he's There's been many series in his 17 years where they haven't been the better team, and he's been able to carry his, his team uh, – sometimes much worse teams than what he had, and they weren't able to do it this time. Yeah, I think Anthony Davis at 50% still may be better than Anderson Verjao, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is true. Street clothes Davis, though, according to Charles Barkley. Ah, uh, yes. All right, so I've got a, uh, a first-year playoff player and a, and a rookie. So do you have both or just one? How many rookies were even in the playoffs? I, I, I didn't give an actual rookie here. Okay, yeah, it, it wasn't that much. Like going through, I couldn't find one. I gave it to Emmanuel quickly. He, uh, They only won one game in the playoffs, but he played pretty good uh, for a rookie. So we'll just do a best first 
first-time playoff player. You'll go first. All right. My two candidates are Devin Booker and Trey Young. And I'm giving the award to Trey Young because he was incredible. Uh, he's in my conversation for MVP of the entire playoffs because he was just so good. And I'll never uh, forget this. He was not an all-star. I keep bringing it up every time we talk about him because it is just so ludicrous to me that uh, he was snubbed of this, snubbed of this uh, spot. Uh, So I'm going to have to give it to Trey Young as the first-time playoff player. Devin Booker's been good. Uh, He's had off games and on games, but nothing that's completely blown me away. So although he's probably the second best, I'm uh, giving it to Trey Young. Yeah, I completely took the words out of my mouth. Couldn't have said it better. Um, Devin Booker was also my other finalist. Uh, I also had to throw Kayvon Herter in there too for his uh, his Game Seven performance. Uh, he's he's just a he's a bucket. The, the red the red mom of Maryland uh, had to just throw him throw him in there. But uh, yeah, Trey Young. I also had him in MVP consideration. Uh, with all the times you said he should, he wasn't an All Star, it's really really a uh, actually angered me a little bit how he wasn't and there were some other guys in there like Nikola Vucevic namely over him um but yeah he's also my first year uh first year winner all right all right I guess uh we'll go to sixth man now so I did not take the time uh you may recall the earlier uh in the season when we were out of ideas we actually ranked every single sixth man in the year uh every single sixth man for every single team uh, probably got about two listens on that episode because uh, we, we were not uh, very enthusiastic. We all had, like, different players for each team. I had uh, – yeah, it was a bit of a mess. But I and I ended up going with Cameron Payne. Uh, he has been so good for this. did you actually have him? He was so – I had Cameron Payne as well, yes. He was so good for the Suns, and I can't think of another six-man performance that was better than his because – he was, I mean, he's been waived by two teams in the past two years. The Raptors and the Bulls both waived him. He's been playing in Europe, and all of a sudden, he's uh, out on the Suns having 20-plus point performances off the bench. So, just incredible to me, his story. Uh, also, he has a, a funny name. I wish that when they did the bubble, you could have a bunch of, like, Black Lives Matter stuff on your jerseys. I wish he had put campaign on the thing, and then his name is campaign. <laughs> That would have been really funny, but uh, unfortunately it did not uh, happen. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, yeah, the only other option I had was not a player. I just had a uh, Hawk shooter since they kind of rotated who started. They had Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich, uh, Gallinari. almost forgot his name. But, uh, Reddish. Yeah. What was that? Cam Reddish. Yeah, they had a bunch. They had a bunch of guys that would rotate, but uh, it was Cameron Payne's award. A, a really good story, and uh, in the first two or three rounds, he played very good. Uh, surprisingly, he hasn't been getting as many minutes recently, but probably on a on a more uh, limited bench now in the finals. But, but uh, he was definitely my number one here. Yeah, he was just so good. I, I assume he'll get some kind of contract here uh, in the upcoming season. I don't know if the Suns can afford him. They're also going to be trying to manage some other big salaries it's going to be really hard for them to repeat if they do win uh but that's kind of a different topic he campaign has just been yeah so phenomenal all right next is most improved player uh i kind of did this in two ways like most improved from the regular season and most improved in playoff games but uh either way i had one guy that came to mind who was who do you have 
Well, when you say most improved from like past playoff performances, I guess Paul George comes to mind and he was great, but he was actually not on my list. I did like kind of most surprising, like did not expect them to do this. So I have Trey Young and then I also have DeAndre Ayton in that bunch where I did not expect them to do what they've done. But then I also have two Clippers players that are not Paul George. I have Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. And I'm actually going to give them the award kind of as a duo because they kind of picked up the slack when Kawhi left. Obviously, they're not going to be able to match his intensity, but Terrence Mann came out of nowhere with a 40-point game against the Jazz. Like, you, you, you don't – no one expected that. So, I, I don't know if he's necessarily improved, but he definitely surprised me. Reggie Jackson, too. He's going to get some starting point guard kind of money this coming offseason because he was just so good. Trey Young, Neandre Aiton, somewhat established stars. Aiton less than Trey, but they were both also just really good. So a lot of just kind of breakout names is a lot of the established stars lost in the first round. I mean, you have Dame and LeBron both losing the first round. All the Nets fizzled out earlier. So I think it's been good to see some new players, but I'm going to give it to uh, those two Clippers guys. Yep, I also have Reggie Jackson here. Um, my other two were Paul George and DeAndre Ayton. Um, Paul George has played very good basketball throughout the playoffs, um, but at times he wasn't very efficient. He was still playing great. Uh, and Reggie Jackson picked up the slack when Kawhi was out and Paul George wasn't making uh, a bunch of shots. Um, DeAndre Ayton has been very good. And there's I've seen people, articles over the last few years saying he's a bust or he'll never live up to the hype because Luca and Trey are so much better than him. But He's the second or third best player right now on a team that's this close to a championship, and he's probably going to get a title sooner than Luca or Trey will. Um, so, yeah, we'll see about that. But Reggie Jackson, especially in those conference finals and in the semifinals against the Jazz, played, played very, very good. Yeah, I just think that he was so unexpected. I mean, he was at the end of the bench. He was at the Pistons playing uh, in the middle of nowhere when no one was watching him. Uh, leading leading score for at least some point a couple years ago, and all of a sudden he's here with his uh, glasses on, just uh, being so good, uh, and no one expected that. So unfortunately, they lost. I think with Kawhi Leonard, they could be in the finals right now, possibly the favorites in the finals. But uh, I guess that's just not how it ended up. Yep. All right. So now down to the most glorious award of the prestigious first annual Fast Break Playoff Awards show the playoff most valuable player. Aaron, who do you have here? Well, my candidates are Kevin Durant, Trey Young, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that Giannis is uh, somewhat disqualified, in my opinion, even though he made it to the finals because he was pretty rough in some of the earlier series. Although he has uh, kind of shown up recently, it's uh, and he's going to be the finals MVP if his team wins. I wanted to highlight two other players. The problem with Kevin Durant is he lost in the second round. That would be the uh, main stroke against him. I wanted to really only include finals or conference finals teams, but I didn't think either of the Suns guys deserved it. I can't give it to Paul George. And so uh, we have Giannis and Trey here. Trey Young was good, but he did lose the series. So I'm kind of circling around all three names, and I'm actually going to go with Kevin Durant. Uh, although he did lose his series, he was the best player in this playoffs. Uh, just performance alone, uh, he may be the best player in the league. And I think they would have won the finals, even if they had one other healthy star. But losing both of those superstar guards just hurt them so much. 
and it, you mentioned that game seven being maybe the guess, best game of the playoffs. I think that he was the best player of the playoffs, so I'm giving him the uh, playoffs MVP, although he did uh, only make it two rounds. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, he wasn't my pick, but playing a guy at his age, playing 48 minutes, um, multiple games, I think three straight games, he never really came out. Um, and he just kept scoring the ball with an injured James Harden. They didn't have Kyrie that series. Uh, what he did was crazy. And now I know I uh, kind of uh, degraded LeBron earlier in the show for his lack of performance this year, but uh, I think he might be the most talented, Durant might be the most talented player in basketball right now, but uh, I think uh, that's a series LeBron doesn't lose um, in LeBron's prime, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Pr prime is maybe not the best term to use. I'm kind of at a lack of words, but I feel like that cements Durant is not as uh, LeBron's still on another level from Kevin Durant. There's been talks about the passing of the torch. Durant's, I think, the, the best player right now in basketball, but LeBron is still better, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, LeBron had the opportunity to beat the team who's favored to win the finals, and he wasn't able to show up. And uh, Kevin Durant was a smaller shoe size from being in the finals right now. So I think that although, yeah, you might say LeBron's better. I don't know how many years he's going to play, but he's 100% top three at least. KD has a better chance of winning the championship in the next couple years, and I think is a better chance of future success. I think we'll see him back next year. Uh, hopefully both those guards are healthy. I mean, James Harden did play, but he was pretty much crippled just standing in the corner. So I think that uh, Kevin Durant, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, uh, but, yeah, he, he's just my pick. So who, who, is, who is your finals MVP or uh, playoff MVP then? Um, Duncan Robinson was up there for me just oh. because, uh, the heat were so bad, but without him, that series might've ended in two or three games. Ah, yes. Um, he was your only capable player out there. Um, my winner actually, you didn't have as a finalist. I considered Giannis, I considered KD. Um, I gave it to Chris Paul though. Oh. I just think because I kind of, I probably should have focused more on this playoffs individual, uh, at, like as a not. I guess I kind of factored in how Chris Paul, this Suns team went from the bottom of the league two years ago, adding Chris Paul, and now they're two games away from winning the championship. And uh, Devin Booker has been very talented, but he hasn't, it's not like he took a massive leap this year. Same thing with Aiden. He's obviously gotten sizably better um, and noticeably better, but Chris Paul comes in, his leadership, which is kind of not seen in the box score. Um, this, this team, I think they win a couple – they maybe win, win a series without him. Um, but I think he's my MVP just because of his value. Everywhere he goes, that team instantly gets better. Well, you see, the MVP award in the regular season is all about storylines. And Chris Paul is the best storyline by far. I mean, this Suns team was in the bubble. Uh, didn't even make the playoffs, though. Didn't even make the playing tournament last year. You add Chris Paul, and they're in the finals now. Granted, DeAndre Ayton much improved. Uh, he missed games last year. Was it two years ago because of drugs? And now uh, we have Devin Booker maybe at a better level, but as you mentioned, I don't know how much improved how improved he he is. Uh, so yeah, Chris Paul definitely wins the storyline. I guess you're usually that's what it is. I think Russell Westbrook. I mean, he won that with stats, but I don't think anyone would even have him as like a top five player in the league. 
And I don't think anyone as Chris Ball is a top five player in the league. But if you want to talk strictly value, you want to talk uh, just kind of the story he's had. And uh, I think he will win the finals MVP if the Suns win, uh, partially because of that storyline. But also he has been so good. I just think the reason I didn't pick him is I think he missed nine games of the playoffs. He missed a couple games in that Sun series and he missed games because of COVID in the uh, Clipper series. I think he missed pretty much the whole Lakers series actually. Uh, no, no, no. He played at the start of the Lakers series. He had like six points in one of the games though. He was hurt. Uh, but he, he just missed uh, some time for me, but you're right. If, if, if we're really taking it as the MVP, if we're really uh, looking into, yeah, kind of the story behind it and the reasoning behind it, I, I can't argue that pick at all. Yeah, well, if the MVP was actually in the regular season the most valuable player, LeBron would have 10 or 11 right now instead of four. There's no chance Jokic would have, like, Jokic probably would have been second or third, but it probably should have been Durant. Um, no just chance Derrick Rose would have won his. Yeah, it's really just if, it, if you look at it, it should be if a team adds a guy or if a guy improves majorly and you see a big improvement in a team's standings, that's value because one player making a team better is really how I view value, but that's not how I really have the award works. It's pretty much best storyline slash stats slash player. Yeah. There's so many factors, but it is like live voters and there is voter fatigue and there is all these uh, factors going into it. I mean, we have, yeah, Chris Paul was in the MVP discussion without any, he averaged like around 20, maybe less than 20 points per game this year but he was still top five in votes because it's not just about stats. It's not even always about team success. It's just kind of about uh, getting luck in your your direction the right way each year. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Uh, LeBron would probably have a lot more, but there's a lot of players who would have a lot more. I mean, I think plenty of players have been robbed of MVPs when they may have been the best player that year just because uh, so much of the NBA is about uh, the storyline and improvement and things like that. Yep, I agree. Uh, any other awards you wanted to go over? I did make a uh, – I did come up with candidates for most disappointing series, but we pretty much talked about all of them. My candidates were Hawks, Knicks, Bucks, Heat, Suns, Lakers. We already mentioned Suns, Lakers when talking about LeBron being a dis- disappointment. Uh, that series did not go as planned. Lakers were expected to win. They did not win. Uh, somehow the Suns became the underdogs, even though they were the seed favorites. But that series didn't really end up to much. Suns won in six pretty easily. Bucks Heat, this was supposed to be a big deal. Like last year, we have the Heat going to the finals, the Bucks falling apart. I mean, the Bucks just completely whooped them. Like the Heat felt, I mean, if, if Duncan Robinson uh, was not there, you're right. They probably would have uh, lost in three games. So. Yeah, even ga- after game one, it was like Milwaukee escaped because that game went to overtime. Chris Middleton hit some clutch shots, and it was like, wow, can Milwaukee lose in the first round really early again? And then they came back and won the next three games by 40 points. And... Yeah, it, it, it was a blowout. It was just – that it, it had so much promise. But number one for me has to be Hawks-Knicks just because this was supposed to be like the heralded 4-5 matchup, people having Hawks in seven, Knicks in seven. It was supposed to be this uh, New York fan base going absolutely crazy in the stands and then uh, just kind of – was not as expected. Hawks went in five. We're looking back, back now. The Hawks were clearly the better team. But going into it, there was just so in, much anticipation that uh, that's just why it's my uh, winner for most disappointment, 
most disappointing because it was just uh, disappointing based on where the standards were. Yeah, I agree. And I think at the time we all thought the Hawks were the better team, but we didn't think it was they were that much better. I mean, there's no chance the Knicks would have beat the Sixers in the series. Um, but, I mean, the Hawks proved they were much better. They were much better built, much deeper, much more talent. Um, yeah, so that was pretty disappointing. I, di- I didn't think we'd go seven like everybody did, but I didn't think it would be five games with not many close uh, close games aside from the first one. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be like the defensive team versus the offensive team. You have uh, Julius Randle, second team All-NBA, Trey Young not even on an all-star team, and yet we look back. Obviously, Trey Young is ba- leaps and bounds ahead of Julius Randle. It's not even really close, but – Back then, it, it seemed like it was some kind of superstar matchup, and, yeah, just so deflating. Yep. All right. I think that's all we got for today. So uh, we'll be back. I think our next episode will probably be a finals recap. Maybe not, um, but whenever that is, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.